0: Welcome to Humanize IT, where technology experts meet to discuss business strategy, industry trends, how we can make IT more personal with conversations, not presentations, and occasionally engage in a laugh or two. Today, I decided to mix it up a little bit with my D and D shirt. I've got my uh, my DM <laughs> shirt on today, so um, breaking out of the Humanize IT swag and into my nerd
1: um. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a deep closet there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I figure you know this is gonna die on it. You know, a D twenty, and you know we're talking about the actual content of QBR, which can can I be kind of a a crap roll? You know, like did you?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: what, what are you gonna talk about today in your QBR? Like I don't know. We're gonna talk about tickets. Oh no, Nat one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, so you know I had a really great um, you know a couple uh, demos this week, and some people were talking about how do I. How do I tag projects so that they go to business goals? And I was like, that—that that is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in a demo. Is—is <laughs> is you, you get it. You know where we're going with this. And uh, I talk about like how on our software, I have one goal. All you do is think about one goal that the company has. And oh. we have a hardest time getting MSPs to fill out that one goal. We do understand that the company has like four or five goals.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's a surprising part. It is refreshing when I see it. But so when you log into our platform and you're looking at one of your clients, there's a line up there and it's for business goal. And for the longest time, that was an internal field. I mean, well, years and years ago. But we've we've changed that with humanize IT. And for several years now, it's been for the client's business goal. And so many times I do see that empty. I'm like, why? Why? do you not know what your client is trying to do this year what what is their goal what is their objective if you don't know what that is you're just not going to be able to align properly to do what they need them, they need out of their service provider yeah um it, you know more than anything and we'll probably talk more about this but you know when you don't align with their goals the only value you bring is low cost yeah right? I mean, th- there's nothing else you're bringing to the table, you know. There's
0: almost no, there's almost no difference between you and a trunk slammer. Yeah. I say that I know. I know yeah. the objections are already starting. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm trolling here. Yeah. It's just what you're supposed to do on social media? It's just supposed to troll your audience so they get they get emotional about what there you're go. saying, uh, whether it's anger or happy one way. <laughs> but when you're just there to fix what's broken, like yes, you could be better at it than your average trunk slammer because you've got a full system for making sure that you respond faster, but you're still not augmenting the business. You're just keeping the lights on. And so today we want to talk a little bit about how, what is the content of a good QBR or a good strategy session with a client? Many of you have never been in a strategy session with a business and it shows when you're in the room because you think you know what a strategy session is, but you don't actually, because you haven't been in the boardroom. You know, if you want great examples of this, find a good, nonprofit and serve the board for like a couple years. See all yeah. things they are doing wrong. See what they're doing right, get that good feel under your belt. Um, some of them are just not run well and you're not gonna learn much, but you'll still see like, oh, oh they're talking at a very high level. <laughs> <laughs> you're still talking about a high level and what actually matters. And so in your QBR, you need to treat it like I need to discover. And so Skip and I have a couple easy tools here that, and they're easy because you need to have them memorized. You need to have them at the top of your head and you have to have a firm, 100% grasp on what these things are so that when you're in a session and maybe a meeting turns into a strategic session, you're like, oh, let me do this. Hey, and for me, my tool in my back pocket is a SWOT analysis. I will whip out a marker and a whiteboard and then you going to see my bad drawings.
1: Yeah, Skip, I haven't done any bad drawings in a while. Actually, I was going to jump in here. I think there was a season where you actually carried a dry erase marker around in your pocket. Like yes. m- m- most Westerners, you know, yes, it, it's handy there, but it's I mean, never
0: too far from me.
1: me. I I'm one of those guys. I've always got a, I've always got a pocket knife on me. Right. You know, so something happens, you know, whip out the pocket yep. knife. Need that. So Adam, you know, something happens. He pulls out his dry erase marker. I get <laughs> my dry he's, ready, erase marker. he's ready to swat it. I'm I am ready to go.
0: Um, I have some friends who has particular brands of dry erase markers that they keep around. And you know, there it's just funny, like, cause like, I was ready to go when I was doing BCIO, there was always a dry erase marker in my pocket. It's all right. You guys want to talk this through? Let's go out and I would draw, draw SWOT across top of a board and like, let's run through this. And I could do it on the spot. No big 10 box exercise, no big like complicated thing. It was something I could whip out in a meeting. To drive strategy.
1: And Skip has his two yep. cues. What are those? Skip. Yeah. So mine was a precursor to the SWAT. And so I want to I follow up on Adam SWAT. All right. He 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 was the one that convinced me that I needed to do a SWOT analysis. It was years ago. It was like, I don't know. It sounds really cool, but I've never run one of these. And it, it ended up being just a all-around fantastic meeting. Uh and I thought what it was so cool, and I, and I was commenting the other day on this. was in this meeting and I was running the SWAT for the very first time. And there were directors that had worked for this company for 30 years, sitting across the table from each other. And as I ran this meeting, they learned things about their peers business unit that they didn't know. And they, they both of them went back and forth and go, wow, I didn't know that whatever, you know? And so you talk about a product, a productive meeting, I mean, this one was off the charts for our clients and me. So, yes, the SWAT is great. So, mine is meant to kind of lead the way into the SWAT. All right, uh, it, it's it's the icebreaker. It's it's the quick, almost the elevator conversation. You know, if you've got a, at least a little bit of walk down the hall, that this one will work. And it's two questions. You ask, "What's their number one source of revenue?" and then Follow up with that with what's the number one risk to that revenue. Yep. And and the discussion that comes out of that is is all about their business. It's the things that are really, really important to them. You know, if you've got a business, you don't want the cash flow drying up, right? Uh, you're, you're looking at that and you want that cash flow to grow. Uh, it's, it's what you're really passionate about. You know, it, it's the thing that they get up every day and they work on. And that cash flow, that that revenue is really, really important to them. So why wouldn't you focus your solutions and your technology around supporting and enhancing and making that you know really, really yep. valuable, secure, all these good things? Instead, we come back and go, ah, you know, I can patch your PCs in half the time that anybody else can. <sighs> it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't yep. matter.
0: Yeah, looking at the forest hmm. through the trees, you know. Uh, you, you have a hard time seeing the direction you're going. You're working hard, but you just, mm-hmm. you're just you building that road. So if you want to yep. look at that analogy, it's the workers in the forest. They're building a road. The manager goes up the tree and looks to see where they're going. And they're like, hey, we're going in the wrong direction. The worker's are like, yeah, but we're making great time. <laughs> That's the yeah. way it is when you walk it's into these QBR meetings and you're like, hey, we're closing tickets like crazy. Yeah, but you're, the business isn't growing. Right, and now they're going to have to cut you they're going to cut your um they're going to cut your area because your operations and they still have enough money to focus on that the business has mm-hmm. to grow and then you will grow with it feed your clients yep. feed your members turn that you know 100 member member business into a 500 member business help them get there and they will remember you yep they will get you to that point where <clears throat> Where they are able to help you grow as an MSP because now they have a bigger organization. They will remember that you got them there. You're an integral part of that. Yes, this is a long game, but some of you have been in business for 40, 50 years. Some of you have been in business for 10 years. If you would have started nurturing those early clients and helping them grow their portfolio, where would they be today?
1: Well, and here's another uh, tip on, you know, what to talk about in those QBRs. Um, now, this one will work if you've got a client that you've recently onboarded or if you have just an amazing memory. All right. Um, but when you're doing your pre-sales activities and when you're talking to a client, there are things that they're expressing that they have pain points from wherever they're getting their IT services. That's why they're looking at you. Right. And they're, they're talking about what they really need from their IT services. And I can guarantee you, they aren't needing you to close, you know, 57 tickets a week. All right. That's not a metric they're looking for. What they're they're saying is, Hey, we can't get a response from our current IT guys and we can't get these tickets closed. And they'll always follow up and they'll say that caused us to miss a member meeting that caused us to miss a deadline. Uh, there was something that really, you know, pushed it over the edge. Those things that were the pain points during your pre-sales, they need to be the success points during your QBRs. Yep. Right. You can't just sweep those under the rug. So whatever you talk about in pre-sales, you need to be talking about that afterwards or or you're not talking about what's important to their, their business.
0: Yeah, the the main goal here is for you to move the needle. Uh-huh. And so when you do a SWOT exercise, so pragmat, you're in the middle of a QBR and we're gonna do this once a year. Uh unless something new comes up. If if an issue comes up, we're like we don't know what to do, pull out a SWOT analysis. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of every year or at the end of every year, when you're doing your annual planning with this with this uh client, right? Strengths, weaknesses, um, opportunities, threats up on the board, S W O T and then put them in columns. And then start with strengths, and say, "What are we doing this year that's really good? What have we been doing over the past year that's been good?" Write down like maybe five things. What would we like to accomplish this year? Opportunities, and then what are threats? This what's going to keep us from having that happen? And then write down those threats, and keep an eye on those threat that threat column. And then, um, you can go back and say, or weak, and you go back and say weaknesses and match those up to some of those threats and see if there's an opportunity there to make it a strength. Yep. And so the goal there is that in this one session, you might say, hey, there's a technology that can take this weakness and turn it into a strength, give you a competitive advantage in the field. Maybe it's that um, you know your employees are having, they really hate filling out timesheets and there's a great software you know that helps them do time tracking and streamlines it. Maybe, and that makes it a, a, your workplace of choice. Maybe your, their employees would like to work from home and they're losing employees because they're moving to work from home workforces. Okay, you can help with that and make that a strength. We now have a work from home friendly environment. These are things that you can switch a weakness and turn it into a strength. You get to turn a threat into an opportunity And you, as an engineer, have solutions that they have no idea exist that they don't know is possible, and because you've got ten thousand solutions in in your head, and so using this mechanic, this this operational tool, a SWOT analysis, you don't have to have the answers. You're just organizing the thoughts on a board, and every once in a while, you're going to see a threat that you can't do anything about, and then every once in a while, you're going to see a threat. Do you have oh? Why yes. don't you just do this? I'm like, I didn't know we could do that. Yeah, it's totally a technology that's out there
1: now. Or and do you want me to research this for you? Yes, and that that is really important because it, we can't solve all problems, right? That would be great, but we can solve some of them. And if we don't take this intentional effort to at least identify, then we're just we're just shooting in the dark. We're just completely shooting blind here, guessing about, Hey, this solution or that solution, at least we'll know. If we identify a few of them and we can say, Hey, here is a problem that you have and I have a solution that will fix it. That's a win for you and your client. If you just happen to implement something and somewhere along the way, the ha- the client happens to realize that this fixes a problem. You don't win. They, they, they feel like they got lucky. All right. that doesn't grow your relationship. That doesn't really grow your business. So be intentional about these. You know, Adam has talked about lots of different things you can do with the SWOT. And so, you know, he, he's the SWOT savant, right? Uh, But you don't, and that's the beauty about SWOT and so many of these other um, techniques that are out there is there's a wide range of use case on those. And it starts with just cataloging, just showing up and, going through a simple exercise and saying, "Miss Customer, can you identify for me your strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities and threats? Um, And maybe there's not hardly any discussion. Maybe it's a 10 or 15 minute meeting and you're done. It might not be as productive, but at least it's a little bit productive. You're gonna get a, at least a start. Maybe your next one's a little bit more involved and you grow into those. So you don't have to start out, you know, being this, I don't know, whatever, we, we don't. We try not to call Adam. We don't try not to put him in a box, right? So you don't. You don't have to. Uh, you know, be at this extreme. You can just start as as a cataloging experiment. Hey, let me let me bullet point these Adam items out right quick, and yep. that that's going to help me focus on what I need to do.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it's that tool. Like, there's whole complicated tools like Porter's Five Forces analysis. There are ten box exercises. There's really complicated ones. EOS um, implementations. You yep. don't need anything that complicated for what you're trying to do in these strategy sessions. You just need a simple mechanic that gives you a talking point. So as I said to Skip, like when I taught Skip how to do SWAT, and he came back to me and goes, holy crap, this conversation happened. Mm-hmm. And it's like because you put it on the board, you created a mechanic and that mechanic is driven. The SWOT analysis is over 40 years old for and it, it's still used today for a reason.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, they don't write okay. very many books about it because everybody knows SWOT analysis and it's not that's new <laughs> you know and everyone that. wants to come out with a new mechanics to sell their books the swat analysis works it just worked in every session i have ever been in when it comes to strategy and it's old and people are familiar with it and it's comfortable and you write up on board and people are like oh your department's having a problem with that we saw that six months ago yeah uh you let us just like why don't we just go ahead and do the same thing and you know, you may not understand the manufacturing process, but you just drove them to a solution and you said nothing. Yep. All you did was put the problem on the board yep. and you've got smart people in this room, smart women and smart men just sitting there who know this business in and out and they see this problem on the board and they're like, wait a minute. Yeah, we can solve that. And then another one goes, I have no idea how to get people to work from home. We just don't have the infrastructure for, or We, I don't know. And you as a technology person be like, oh well, here's what I can do. All you need to do is buy that firewall. I've been trying to push on you for the past six months. <laughs> and then you need to, then it's going to come with this great tool that you'll click on and it'll bring you right in and everybody be happy. And while we're doing that, we can migrate you out to Azure and blah, blah, blah. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's these four projects we've been trying to get you to do for a year. If you do those four projects, your people can work from anywhere. Or, you know, maybe they want to move to uh, a better uh inventory system, or they want to use Microsoft Dynamics for something, and you happen to have a dynamic shop, or maybe you know a dynamic shop that you partner with, whatever it is, it doesn't matter because you're all unique in your knowledge sets, in your history, in technology, and you bring uniqueness to the table. But if you're vomiting information on them, you're not giving them time to digest. And if you do craft your comments and things to them, they still, you don't know what they're looking for, what they're fishing for. And so, um, just to flip this around, this little rant around a little bit in an organization, I was just talking to Andrea the other day about this. Like if you want to do help employees feel valued in an organization, they need to feel like they're contributing to the overall health of an organization. Mm -hmm. My job, no matter how low level. My goals for this year should do something to help this company grow. So at the top level, you set a goal and then you let it trickle down and say, hey, each department, how are you going to contribute to this goal? Each individual, how are you going to contribute to the departmental goal? And that's a PBO. In a, in a QBR, you should be trying to find your place and how you're contributing to the company's growth. So at the end of the year, when you review, you don't say we closed 60 tickets or 300 tickets or 2,000 tickets, you're saying we were able to get 14 more of your employees to work from home, you know, and Karen, when she went on maternity leave, put in this many hours because she was able to work and take care of her baby. These are things that are wins. It helps your employees at your MSP feel valuable because they're like, man, I really have made a difference today. Mm -hmm. I didn't just fix computers. I made a difference. Your client now goes, this MSP really helps us grow. They were integral to our success this year and we will listen to them more next year. And so when you design your SWOT exercise or you do your two Qs next year, you can look back on the ones from last year and cross off a bunch of things and then add new things to that SWOT list for the next year. Yeah,
1: And we're in a really great time right now as well. I mean, we've been talking a lot about the SWOT and but as we mentioned, there are others out there. Many of your clients, either they wrapped up last year or they started this year with some sort of executive review. You know, there's still companies that their team gets together and they go off site. Uh, they're they're using tools like EOS or, you know, any anything else that's out there. And they may have a set of goals that they've already come up with. Yep. It's probably or it should not be a problem for you to ask for those or at least have a conversation about those. Maybe they don't want to send you the whole document. Okay. It might have sensitive information, but maybe it would be a great opportunity for you to book a meeting and say, Hey, can we sit down and talk about that? Can you share with me the high level items that came out of your executive retreat so that I'm able to support those decisions and goals that your company made? Yep, your clients going to be all over that, all right? They're going to be, you know, that they spent the time and effort that they've got these goals, they're working on them, and when you come and say, "Hey, I can help you with those goals," they're going to listen. So um, just ask, just ask.
0: Yeah, and yes, as, as Skip pointed out, this may be the first time they've ever done a strategy session. So your clients may never have done this as well. They're in the same boat as you. Yep. They are organically growing. Yeah, they started a company. And they may never have had an EOS coach or a strategy coach come in and help them out. And you might be the first person to kick that off. And yes, SWOT exercises are that powerful is that they that you they yeah. can take a really seasoned business person and be like, oh, I never thought of things. And they'll start doing them internally <laughs> mm-hmm. because there's so much documentation out there. That's why I'm not doing a really great job of explaining them right now. I have a couple of videos out there on SWOT analysis but you can Google SWOT analysis right now and do your own research and figure out the format and the style that works for you because it is a extremely well documented business practice. And I want you guys to think about the two cues as well. Like we have an entire article on that in our QBR toolkit on how to do two cues with your client, the two questions that will drive better relationships and help you move into the seat at the table. You may have been relegated to the background, but when you start asking these questions consistently, you're gonna start getting invited to the senior table where they're making decisions and where you're a part of the company's success. And that is a very valuable and rewarding feeling to have. Yes. When you realize you were part of the success of this company, this school, this medical office. And I like that feeling and I'm addicted to it. So I will continue doing and- this. And I want you to continue doing this throughout your entire career.
1: Yeah. More than anything, I think having these types of conversation is going to change the perspective that you bring to the organization, that you bring to your customers. They're going to see you differently. And they're going to see you in a more valuable light. You're a more valuable asset to them when you can do things that help their business rather than just fixing the little IT things that pop up. You want yep. to be an asset to your clients. And this is one of the, the ways that you can show that value. Yeah, and I think next
0: week, we'll probably like wrap this whole four-part series up with, I wanna talk about some of my success stories with SWOT analysis. And Skip can talk about some of his success. We'll dive into those kind of like cute stories we have and why this works with technology. How I was able to drive technology projects out of great SWOT sessions. And I would say only like 10% of the discovery of the SWAT was something I could do something about as a CIO. Mm -hmm. The rest of it was us brainstorming as a group and realizing there were problems that needed to be identified and things like school rooms that we ended up closing and opening and because they were no longer necessary. Mm -hmm. And so expand and they, they came with those solutions. I just happened to be in the room with them when they did it. So, this has been great skip uh one more part to go we're gonna show people what actually has happened when we do swat or when we do a practical qbr that really matters and what comes of that
1: yep sounds great
0: see y'all next week see ya thank you for joining us today if you like our podcast please subscribe comment and check out our facebook page also, encourage others who want to see IT Transform to subscribe as well. We could always use your help.